Hi guys and welcome back to Clueless the podcast. So if you don't know where you're going in your life or where you want to go next then this is the podcast for you. We're here to share our experiences and hear from your stories and hopefully inspire you guys to follow the career that you want to do and live the life that you want to live. Um, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and iTunes as always and don't forget to rate us on iTunes as well. We've had some really nice ratings so keep it up please. Um, also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at cluelessthepodcast underscore. So our guest today is a man of many talents, broadcaster, speaker and advisor. Elliot created The Elliot Reeves Show and Inspired Edinburgh, a podcast and media production company featuring world-class guests, including the likes of the First Minister of Scotland. After leaving a career in the financial industry, Elliot decided he wanted to do something more fulfilling with his life. And now his podcasts are so popular that he's soon to be the next Joe Rogan. Uh, so just want to say a big thank you to Elliot for coming on to the show. We really appreciate it. And yeah, we can't wait to find out a little more about yourself and how you got to where you are today. So the first question, Elliot, is how did you find life after university? Did you kind of know what you wanted to do or did you feel a bit lost? <laughs> hey, Zara and Rachel, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I've been listening to a lot of your podcasts and I have to say they're absolutely tremendous. So it's thank a pleasure you. to be uh, oh, joining you. So you. Much. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, oh, after university, that's that's a funny question. I mean, like literally the title of your podcast is so apt, you know, <laughs> relative to like how I spent the majority of my early life and, uh, you know, kind of 20s. Uh, no, I was I was I was basically entirely clueless. So I left uh, university right at the peak of the greatest well I don't know about now, but certainly at the time it was the greatest financial crisis basically of all time. Oh, and so I had studied um, to go into surveying, which is what my father was uh, and still does. He's, he's very good at that. Um, and then came out of that and there was no jobs whatsoever. So I really just had to do what was available. And, and what was there at the time was a telephone banking role at a big, uh, a big Scottish bank, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, and, then, and then it's been an interesting ride from there. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, my, that was my start. Well, I'm excited to find out how you went from a big bank to where you are now. But I guess like that kind of goes into my next question then. I mean, what did your family kind of expect you to do once you graduated? Like, was there any pressure to kind of follow in the footsteps of your dad? No, actually, he was um, he, he was <laughs> how can I put this? Uh, he, he was very keen for me to go into the, the legal route. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he incentivized me heavily to to study law and I actually really? I yeah big time yeah so I, I think he possibly was was always somebody who wished that he had gone into law and didn't and there was a lot of overlap with what he did um and the actual like legal profession and he had friends that were partners in legal firms and you know they're, they're earning good money and living a good life so it seemed like a logical thing to do he wasn't doing it out of malice <laughs> yeah totally um and so yeah it but it would have meant leaving Edinburgh. I mean, I love Edinburgh as a city and I didn't really want to move away to go to university elsewhere. And um, yeah, just it, it, there's so much work involved. I think with such professions like, you know, there's so much involved in reading, uh, you know, and there's so much there's just so much to learn. It's such an overwhelming thing that if your heart's not truly in it, 
then you're never going to be successful at it. I realized that, no, it's just, it wasn't for me. So I decided uh, to, to bail on that idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I've literally, I graduated last year studying law. So oh, wow. <laughs> I, feel, okay. I, know I that. literally feel you. It's like so much reading. And like, I think you're right, though. It's 100% with law, like these kinds of professions are so demanding. And like, mm-hmm. You know, you have to kind of work. It's not your, your usual nine to five. You do not finish the office or leave the office at five. Um, you you know, you work until the job is done. But yeah, yeah. I can com- I completely get what you're saying. <laughs> all about um, all about that. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you so you ended up in banking in the finance industry. So how did you how did you find it? How did you find the transition from university to the working world? And did you kind of feel fulfilled within the role? No, 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 not at all. Deeply, deeply <laughs> yeah. unfulfilled. So, you know, I'd, I'd gone to a very good school and so I had relatively high expectations as to what my career might be. And so, you know, I was doing what I considered to be a job that was below my capabilities without sounding, trying to sound too self-aggrandizing. Um, and it was a sort of five in the evening till 11 at night. And it was a, there was a 12 hour shift on a Saturday. And so... Wow. For six months, I did that, and it was it was pretty brutal. I mean, the majority of people that are looking to speak to you are people that are either kind of angry or irked, or they're just looking to get in and out. And so you're yeah. dealing with massive volume of calls, and it's it's pretty stressful and not you know it's just not the best. And so I moved from there to uh, another call center role, but a, a sort of a better role. It was working more social hours, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, it was just it was an opportunity to have better conversations with people and that was probably where the seed was originally planted for doing what i'm doing now was that um i had to ask quite deep go quite deep into conversation with people about why they were looking to take money out of their investments their motivations their reasons it was kind of like you know a, a psychology 101 course yeah. <laughs> sort of understanding people and 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 you know really a sort of a phd in asking questions yeah so was it there then you kind of I mean what what was the point that you were thinking okay I'm actually kind of like this like psychology aspect but I don't really like working in this bank like maybe I should you know follow a kind of podcasting route I mean when was the point that you were like okay yeah I mean it was actually it was quite a long time after that so within that role I tried to get promoted I tried to actually get demoted I had just done it for so long that I just felt as though I needed some sort of change and I felt as though I was trying to do things that other people weren't so I was networking with people that were like way above me in the corporate hierarchy and then on sort of subsequent jobs I would do the same you know I would go out for coffees with like managing partners and heads of function Wow. Um, because I always kind of <laughs> saw myself at that level, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and it, but I became increasingly frustrated with the lack of, like, I'm talking about massive quantum leaps in one's career progression. Most mm-hmm. people see, you know, you they want you to take incremental steps, so you go from one level to the next, and to the next, and to the next. I was looking to go like five <laughs> job <Yeah>. titles up, <laughs> um, and and people just it, it it just seems as though that's not the thing to do. Is it's, it's you know it's like it's frowned upon or it just doesn't happen. But I yeah. would say like well, but why does it not happen? And no one could ever really give me good enough answers to the questions that I was asking because what I was asking was actually quite sensible. And yeah. just no, no, no one seemed to to be able to answer it. Um. So yeah, I mean, like I did, I worked in. So I moved basically from like the retail side of things to like asset management, uh, which is a lot more kind of you know, uh, 
kind of highbrow. Um, mm-hmm. You're dealing with like enormous sums of money a lot of the time, and it's more prestigious. And you know, it's and it's it is it's, it's a great career path for many people. But it wasn't until you know I, I bumped into um, one of the senior most people in the organisation at lunch, and uh, we were walking back, and I was as as usual, my usual stick talking about career progression and all this stuff, and <laughs> and he asked me a question which basically caused just such a huge sort of paradigm shift, and it's such an obvious question, but it's a question I never asked myself, and he said, "What do you want to do?" And it was like that you know just this light bulb, light bulb yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was just crazy because i had never consciously had you know the sort of thought process around what am i good at you know what are my skills what do i really really enjoy and kind of engineered my career around me and my skills it was just i had sort of fallen into this career path and i was so many years down the line and i was like i mean i was absolutely laser focused on where I wanted to get to in the organization and and really if I'm honest for all the wrong reasons yeah you know I was looking for kind of ego-based significance type things rather than what do I actually enjoy so and I think I so think many people do that as well though like yeah the the prestige of just getting into a role or what their parents expect of them and they never they don't actually question oh am I actually good at this or is this actually what I want to do with my life and it's a big commitment after university to like just go straight into a career and then spend years trying to climb up that corporate ladder and as you're saying it's not a quick process to get to that really high up role it can take years and years and years and by that point you might have wasted your life in something that you actually didn't want to be doing in the first place I mean, how, but how 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 often do we hear that nowadays? That's exactly. like so many people. Yeah, you know? that's so, so, true. so true. So okay, so moving a bit further into the future, when did you decide actually a podcast was something that you could do and something that you had the the I don't know the skill set for? What was kind of yeah the the build up to that point? Yeah, I mean, there was a few things. So I became sort of intrigued by podcasts I think the first time I ever um, started listening to podcasts really actively was in about 2010 20 well, maybe 2011 that was quite early, early. yeah, yeah it was really early, early. It, was, it was a Joe Rogan experience that I was really a big oh, fan love of him. at the time yeah. <laughs> this was be- way before Joe Rogan became kind of cool you know it was like <laughs> it was a pretty niche out there podcast at the time yeah and so I, I was listening to that and then that led me to another podcast called London Real and uh, so within the organization that I was working in uh, and I can't even remember I think it was like an idea that I had was to do sit down dare I say interviews with people in different areas of the organization that people could come to as little events kind of you know drop-in session insight sessions I called them and people could come along to them and listen to you know this is what happens in our area of the business because I felt as though there wasn't a huge amount of kind of interdepartmental collaboration and this was a means of of you know fostering that and so I had a little recording device that I bought and I arranged all of these sessions and we would go into you know 50 people would rock up in a room sit down with a couple of people that are in that area and I would hit record and I would I guess chair the session so I would be asking them questions and they would talk about you know whatever it is that they they had sort of organized and that I guess was like the this was me getting into the (laughs) you know the kind of podcast arena like really really early because I would go away I would edit that it would go in the the company's intranet and that was just me doing it because it was something 
over and above my normal role that I was passionate about doing. And then just through a sequence of kind of random events, um, I met somebody who was Edinburgh based and I had said it would be cool to start a podcast and call it Edinburgh Real, um, being affiliated in some way with London Real. And the, the person, his name is Craig Alley. Uh, he said, yeah, let's do it. And so that was the right, we're going <laughs> to we're going to start this podcast. That's so cool. It I mean, was, it was terrifying, I have to say, at the time. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing whatsoever. And it's it's amazing how easily you can forget <laughs> how much of a noob you were back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's literally like, my, that's literally my next question. I mean, how, like, you know, did you ever kind of second guess yourself? Like, it must have been quite scary to just dive into something that you didn't, you know, I mean, you like podcasts. It's one thing to like a podcast, but then to actually like start one. I mean, what kind of gave you the confidence just to go for it? I, I don't I don't know um yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean like genuinely I think it was sort of the culmination of frustration in my job because I was desperate and I like I can't kind of over overemphasize how much I wanted to like accelerate my career and be doing more than what I was you know within the role that I was doing yeah I just I just wanted to yeah kind of do big stuff and be creative and kind of you know push the boundaries and so it was just fueled by like passion like I was just it was just some an idea that I got into my head and I'm quite an sort of obsessive person so when I decide to commit to something I am absolutely like all in or all out and if I'm all in like you know it wasn't just going to be this is a little project that I'm doing it was like I want to start a world-class production yeah. you know yeah. and, and I decided earlier on well it was really just inspired by London Reels so it was similar to what Brian was doing so it was video sit down deep insightful uh powerful conversations with people yeah and and mm-hmm. like that was the from the really the first day it was like I want to create a world-class podcast yeah well you have you have done yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and and I think I feel as though I have you know it's like I've ticked that box there's no doubt yeah. about it yeah. and sometimes it takes just doing something like it's all just to overthink it and question like oh am I good enough but like as you're saying you just just go for it and see where it goes yeah you can be a complete noob at the start <laughs> exactly. but learn as you go um yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I always I always probably thought that I was quite good at it as well and I, yeah. I do, you know it's not a sort of vanity thing but I do feel as though I'm good at building rapport with people and I the 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 grounding that I had for asking people questions in the 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 sort of telephone based roles that I was telling you about I mean literally I was having to ask people who were say maybe suffering from cancer why they wanted to take money out of a savings account Oh my god Yeah so so it wasn't like there was anything that I could ask somebody that was going to be out of my comfort zone to ask them I, I was I have no fear when it comes to asking questions I'll ask any question that comes up into my head if I think it's relevant <laughs> yeah no I love that and I also like that is so true I do want to say that when we first started out you well, we had like probably like 15 followers you were one of the first people to say hey congrats on like getting started good for you guys and like that is like little things like that made such a difference to us when we are literally clueless have no idea yeah. what we're doing so yeah 100% Thank I just think it's, for... it's it's also oh, no. I mean, like, it's nice of you to say that, but I just think it's absolutely brilliant that you would put yourself out and do something like this because there's this kind of cliche thing going around that everyone's got a podcast. Like, yeah. I can I could virtually name on my one hand the people in Edinburgh, the people in Scotland that are podcasting. There's really not that many people at all. Yeah, that's or such a good cer- point. Certainly yeah. not that are like 
any level of kind of success you know so i as soon as i see somebody locally doing a podcast i'm like that's brilliant you know i really admire that yeah thank you appreciate that thank you yeah no you're welcome so um yeah just kind of thinking what were the biggest challenges that you had to overcome kind of when leaving your old job within kind of the financial industry to doing something you find more fulfilling but it's perhaps seen a bit more unconventional um Mm. so how how did you find that transition and what were some of the challenges Uh, it's it's still a challenge i'm still figuring out exactly you know what really the brand inspired edinburgh is and how it kind of fits into the world and what its offerings are to the marketplace particularly now because i've had to seriously reevaluate the business model and the things you know yeah definitely the, the longer term goal was always have digital products and all that sort of stuff. And this has really fast tracked that. So that's something that I'm really now, you know, kind of at the center or in the <laughs> in, in the eye of the storm, as it were, like, right, I need to create some like online courses, not just for the sake of it, but things that I've always had in the back of my mind. I want to do that. And this is really fast tracked. it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like... If I think about it rationally, I could say like, yeah, it was scary going from like having a salary to not having a salary or, you know, there was the fear of being judged and all that sort of stuff. But to be honest, like at the time I was, it was like, I was so apathetic with the the job situation and so passionate about the podcast that it was like, nothing was going to stop me and it didn't really matter. I actually had just didn't care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that. Though. Have any cares? <laughs> I didn't yeah. just, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll assume that your podcast clean because I've not heard anyone swearing, but I had zero <laughs> f's to give, right? I was just, no, I'm doing this and I don't care. And if people are going to judge me, people are going to judge you anyway, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, so I yeah, I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm just doing this. You know, as I say, when I get an idea in my head and I'm committed to it, it's that's it. But yeah. I think people like yourself who take such big risks or do something a bit out of the ordinary actually gain so much more respect from people because they kind of wish they'd done something similar or yeah just have so much admiration for that person for actually you know trying something different trying and just pursuing something that they're actually really passionate about so yeah I, I I agree with you, but I think it goes one of two ways. They can either have admiration or they can have resentment and yeah. you know, yeah, saying, actually, that's oh, true. look at him doing that stupid podcast thing. <laughs> yeah. Who does he think he is? Especially like because you guys, you had an American guest. Certainly at the time of recording this, your last guest was uh, an American, um, Leah, yeah. and she uh, speaks about. Um, it was like going against. It. No, no. What came up was how Americans are very different from brits yeah and that is like yeah know your place don't step out of line type of thing whereas americans are a lot more just go for it and they're you know they're, they're like pro each other literally yeah. like, scottish people as well like uk people do not put themselves out there like it's seen as like you know embarrassing like what are you doing but we're just at the point where we're like we you know we want to do this like we enjoy doing this so why not just put our stuff out there and like let people hear it you know what i mean um, 100%. but yeah so i mean say someone doesn't really know anything about Inspired Edinburgh could you tell us a bit about it? Yeah of course I mean like at its absolute core it's um you know a world-class interview show I don't I don't typically call it a podcast if I'm honest because it's more of a visual experience it's like a tv show but not on telly yeah so I've done 89 episodes to date with everything from TED global speakers, Orwell prize winning writers to, you know, international athletes and record breaking adventures. It's really diverse, but the nature of the conversation is 
quite consistent in that you're really I'm, I'm sort of taking the viewer through a journey finding out about the guests themselves and then going pretty deep into some of the big ideas like purpose and legacy and you know how they define success how they would change the world type stuff which you know that sort of sets my world alight <laughs> I just yeah. love talking about these massive concepts because I think we tend to get buried in the sort of minutiae day to day it's like those conversations um, you have at like midnight with your friends or something you just start to get really deep after yeah, a few drinks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones um and so so that's like the core of the business and then it's been you know I guess like rings have grown around that so you know early on uh, one of my guests actually approached me and said oh you you do video stuff obviously can you do video for me and I actually had never anticipated this and so I was like yeah I'll do that and then it became more of a thing and so it was like right I'm it's a video production company and obviously I'm creating media as well and then there's just so many other strands to what I do and what I'm capable of doing yeah. um which is it's just so bizarre when I trace it all back and so where it's going is probably more into uh, yeah it's like a an entire media company um content creation education uh, production loads of different stuff yeah, um the best i mean it, it, people can check the website for the sort of traditional services and whatnot but yeah it's, it's basically a modern day company that provides services that people need and want nice and with the with the scottish joe rogan himself <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that'll well, be a good nickname <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah uh cool so what are some of like the standout moments from inspired edinburgh from doing it um it could be like a guest or maybe a bit of advice or even just a conversation just something that's really stood out to you or meant a lot to you after doing it for all these years yeah uh, i mean there's there's, I mean, like, there's so many things uh, you know I, I certainly never expected that within i think it was basically a year after i'd quit my job i was working on a project that was involving doing a an interview with the first minister yeah like, that was just ridiculous yeah. like the, how i found myself in that situation and and everything was just totally bizarre so that's a massive highlight and then i guess the, you know probably the biggest guest that i wanted to interview was a guy called dan pena he goes now as the trillion dollar man he was the 50 billion dollar man then yeah. and uh, he's like a high performance coach and he's been on london real he's been on joe rogan actually and okay. relative to where i was at the time dan was a big step up in terms of the guests and I don't mean that disrespectfully or disparagingly to any of my previous guests but you know given Dan's sort of platform and influence mm -hmm. that was that was pretty scary so that was yeah like that was it gave me that sort of confidence and reassurance that like yeah we're not sort of playing around anymore I can attract world-class big name guests yeah and I think that's really inspiring as well because like you know you think of like Scotland's pretty small Edinburgh's pretty small you're like I don't know I like it's so nice to see you know the success that you've had and the guests that you've had on the show it's really inspiring especially for people like me and Rachel that are kind of just starting out as well so mm -hmm. yeah thank yeah. you I, I honestly is I take like I massively appreciate anything that anyone says positive about what I'm doing no 100% <laughs> um well I mean you are so established now you know 89 episodes later with mm. people like Nicola Sturgeon I mean what does the future hold for you and Inspired Edinburgh <sighs> Yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's not. It's not one, the best situation right now. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, 
I, I've always got this issue of sort of where my personal brand sits and where the business brand sits, because in effect, I am the business. I'm like the face of the business. And, uh, you know, so that's that's quite a tricky one. And it's like, where do I see myself going? Where do I see? I, I just think like improving myself more mm-hmm. um, is going to be a big part of that journey. And then... Yeah, I, I, again, I think going back to the sort of online digital products and stuff is really exploring that and getting good at that. It's like yeah. I, I tried to take on a new thing and get to a certain level of mastery with it, whether it's like, you know, I've designed on my own website, so web development or video production. Like I never had any background in any of this. I've literally just learned whilst I'm doing it. That's so, and, yeah. and so the next phase of it will be, you know, building a, a big, not a big, but, you know, like a, building an email list out uh, more so than putting more of a focus on it than I have done and then developing really good digital products. And then it, it's, the, it's the weird thing that when other people see you doing that, they might want that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I would have, uh, I mean, I've created online courses for people before, but it, that might take off more um, after this. So yeah, that that's yeah. sort of the direction that I'm going in. But it's, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I love what I do, so I'm just going to continue yeah. going with it. No, and you so. never know yeah you're just saying like okay so you started doing the podcast and then look where it's taking you like to web development video production you just never know what's going to come out of it in the future like, you can have a plan but there's mm-hmm. almost so much you just you can't plan out and then sometimes just going with that what what opportunities kind of arise and following that it, you just yeah it's exciting yeah yeah definitely exactly yeah. cool so kind of just rounding it up our last question would be so what kind of advice would you give to somebody in their 20s that isn't quite sure what they want to do with their life they've just left university and are kind of looking for that next step what would what advice would you give them such a huge question you know i've kind of i envisaged that you would ask something like this yeah that's um, how we end and, yeah <laughs> kind of gone backwards and forwards and sort of practical and spiritual mm-hmm. and all that you know different facets of the question um so if it were me i would have done i would have accelerated everything like 10x so i would have just done a job realized that i didn't like it and then changed and and got out of it and done something else and i've done i've done that quite aggressively so i'd have really just fast forwarded everything that i've done but do it in a lot smaller space of time because when you leave university my personal opinion and maybe you're a fortunate you know maybe you're fortunate in that you knew at 10 you wanted to be a nurse and then you just became a nurse and you're still nursing and like that's that's awesome I wasn't that at all and I'm still not that I still feel as though I'm figuring out who I am and what my point on the planet is um so yeah I would say it's funny because I thought about this the word career right as a noun is an occupation undertaken for a significant period of a person's life and with opportunity for progress but there's also career as a verb which is move swiftly and in an uncontrolled way so i would career <laughs> you know yeah, i would I just totally go out and just like try loads of different things and network with loads of different people and just fail at loads of stuff and just accept that failure is a part of the process and just see where you end up <laughs> because by doing it that way you, you're less likely to end up at 50 years old with regrets thinking oh i should have done stuff when i was in my 20s yeah that is that is literally that's such solid advice as well and I think like you don't want to rush into something if you're not 100% in it I mean you're li- like we're only 23 so you know we don't want to jump into something that if we're not 100% you know 
certain or maybe we are 50% certain and that's okay if you want to try something and it's not for you and I think that's such a good point to kind of emphasize to try different things you know that's kind of what your 20s are about but sometimes it's so hard like we get so caught up in you know the LinkedIn and stuff like that so it's kind of a conflicting thing but I 100% love uh love that advice yeah yeah yeah. sorry no no go ahead no I was just going to say that sometimes you just feel like you need to get into your career right at this moment as soon as you leave university like that's just going to be you kind of set and like kind of people kind of want to have like a plan of where they want to go but actually as you were saying sometimes it's just good to to experiment a bit and yeah fail and see where you end up yeah I mean so there's a quote that came up when I was thinking about this interview um and it's by a Japanese Zen Buddhist monk back in like the 1300s 1400s called Ikkyu and he said having no destination I am never lost so the, a ah, lot of the problems a, so a lot of our sort of stresses and anxiety there's another quote like to seek is to suffer to seek nothing is bliss so when you have these expect my stress when I was working in an organization it all from the pictures in my head not meeting my reality you know it was a sort of yeah. expectation versus reality I thought that I would be happy when I had a certain job title and a business card and I could tell people I was a, an institutional relationship manager. And the chances are it would just be me, myself, at my level of happiness doing a different job. Yeah. See what I mean? No, yeah. 100%. 100%. I think so when people think, like, once I get this, I'll be happy. Once I get this, I'll be exactly. happy. But then mm-hmm. they're actually like, mm, yeah. is this actually yeah. what I wanted? But yeah. yeah precisely. Be, be happy in the moment. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you've been an amazing guest, the Scottish Joe Rogan. Yes, <laughs> your new name. Everybody go and check out Inspired Edinburgh and Elliot Reid. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But yeah, thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, it's been great, really inspiring, and I think you've given some solid advice. So yeah, everyone, go and check him out, Elliot Reeves and Inspired Edinburgh. Thank you so, so much, Elliot. Thanks so much, thank Elliot. you so much for having me. It's been great. I've loved it. Thanks again, Elliot, for coming on to the podcast. It was great to hear your story about what you've used to be doing in the financial industry and now doing something that you really love. And yeah, everyone definitely check out Inspired Edinburgh, the podcast and the Elliot Reeve show. They're great guests and yeah, really engaging and inspiring. So at this point in the show, I usually do a bit of a a challenge. Uh, But since it's Mental Health Awareness Week, I think, yeah, we should all just take some time for ourselves this week and I think a lot of that is to do with just not being on your phone I find that sometimes when I'm just on my phone I always just feel like I'm connected and I'm busy and there's lots of stuff going on but if I just put it away either just have a nice bath or read something or just sit down and watch a show and not be distracted I think yeah that tends to help me feel a lot more relaxed and in a lot better headspace yeah that's a good shout actually you're so good at that though I'm really bad at that um but I'm gonna try and not well, I'm, I know like TikTok's too addictive. I just spend like all my I like, know, but <laughs> I'm scrolling for hours. It's terrible. But, but yeah, yes, <laughs> that's that's a good show. Um, thank you so so much again, guys, for listening to this episode. Thank you again to Elliot for taking the time to chat to us today. Go and follow Inspired Edinburgh and the Elliot Reeves Show. And thank you, guys. We can't wait to speak to you all next week and hear from you all next week. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.